Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You're listening to the Huddle Up Podcast with Chad Jensen and Zach Kelberman. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com and sound off. And now it's time to drop some knowledge. So welcome in everybody. It is the Mile High Huddle Podcast presented as always by MHH. I'm your host, Chad Jensen. That's now become redundant, right? To say it that way, because think about this, Scott. This is very much the Department of Redundancy Department. The Mile High Huddle <laughs> podcast presented by Mile High Huddle. Sounds anyway, like a I'm, sponsor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that. But I'm Chad Jensen. This is my uh, co-host tonight, Mr. Producer Extraordinaire, Scott Kennedy. Scott, happy 4th of July, dude. How are you? Yeah, to you as well. I, uh, I, uh, Ethan came in this morning with a, a super thanks on last night's pod, and I told him, "Hey, tell your uh, tell your England friends we still love you." He goes, "Yeah, I'm keeping my mouth shut today." So across the pond, um, you know, you just wonder. I don't keep up with the news enough to know if we're still allowed to say Happy Fourth of July or Happy Independence Day, or is that offensive to somebody? I don't, I don't, I don't know. Somebody's probably offended, but not me. I'm a middle aged white dude, so I'm not allowed to be offended by anything. So Happy Independence Day, everybody. Yeah, on topics of this nature, I don't really care if someone's offended by us saying happy 4th of July. It's a holiday. I mean, come on, get over yourself a little bit, just a little. Tonight, fireworks with the family. You know, we went to the, we did the parade thing. Scott, are you much of a, as a family man, are you a parade guy? In other words, when your wife convinces you to go, do you find yourself enjoying the moment or are you kind of like looking at your watch, kind of, you know? I'm, I'm getting sunburned I'm right now. Chad, these days, there's not much I enjoy in public anymore. I like watching my kids play. I like watching Chelsea play soccer. That about wraps it up. That's that's I, about it. So she's like, so you know, last night she's like, so you want to go watch fireworks? And and they'll we'll go tonight. I, I was like, you're you're joking, right? She's like, well, why don't you want to go? I'm like, I never want to go. It's hot. It gets sweaty. <laughs> there's bugs. Mm-hmm. There's crowds, there's people everywhere that I don't particularly want to be around. Mm. I uh, 
I said, I'll go, but no, I don't want to go. Are you kidding? Yes, I'm that guy. I know, but I know I'm that guy. I don't pretend any other. I don't pretend to be somebody else. I'd rather hang out with y'all. This puts me in a much better mood than going out in crowds in 90 degree weather. Here's what I hate the worst about it, dude. All right, is when when there is a parade, we're going to get to some Broncos content. Trust everybody. (laughs) When there is a parade, you it's where is it? It's in the center of town. So if you want to get there, you kind of got to, even if you don't try to get there early, you just kind of fit in where you get in. You have to kind of like worm your way in. <clears throat> and then it's kind of like coming out of a mile high stadium after a game, you know, trying to get home. You're like stuck in traffic for another hour trying to get out of the city center. That's the one thing. Like if I could say, Hey, change anything about parades, it would be that, but there's, there's really no getting around that. So it is what it is. Yeah. It's uh, it's just, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of words. You remember, um, uh, in the American Pie, Stifler's like, I don't know. You could listen to listen to her and be nice. And Stifler was like, I don't know, dude. That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't like indeed. to work. I don't want to put forth that much effort to have fun. It's a it's a lot of work. It's that it is. But guys, we do hope you are enjoying. Those of you who are in the who are stateside, we hope you're enjoying fourth of july and we wish you a happy holiday and be safe and and all that stuff like i said tonight after the stream i'm gonna be going and doing some fun firework watching with the family but scott let's get to some broncos content right off the cuff well, the, do you want to start you know real quick since this yeah. is a quick one you want to i know i know you did i saw your article on it so i know you did you oh i know what's coming more here what with money more here says can we talk about how drew lock got absolutely okay. dunked on over yeah. on twitter I okay let's do it I'm I'm all for that because I disagree. For a, for a second, Scott, I I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to write it. Then I was like, no, nah, I'm going to write it. We're in the off season. What do I care? We're you know what else do I got to do? I'm going to write this up. So I did write it up in case you guys missed it. And then Scott, I want to get your take on this. All right, Drew Locke, still still the uh, subject of ad hominem attacks. Of all the unlikely sources, Scott, it's the U.S. Open Twitter account in replying to a Seahawks fan saying golf is not a sport. They said, quote. Not a sport, says the person about to watch 17 games of Drew Locke at quarterback. And then Drew jumps on Twitter to say happy fourth to all, but especially to the intern at the U.S. Open. So your thoughts here, Scott. One, it was a Geno Smith stan account, so they should have gone after Geno Smith that said it. And two, well, tennis absolutely is a sport. Uh, I will make an argument about golf. Uh, I, I think it's to be a sport, it has to have some sort of cardiovascular element to it. And tennis absolutely does. You'll, you got to be in shape to play tennis for sh- for, for sure. And three, Drew Locke came yeah, off it, like a freaking was... hero on this. Are you joking? He's getting more mm-hmm. love today on the 4th of July than he has in his entire career. <laughs> so the, he didn't get dumped on. He's come off smelling like freaking roses good for you drew lock for taking the high road and good for the twitter's fear for giving him props for it so i'm proud of you drew not that you care what i think but i think it was awesome good for you kid i said golf tennis anyway uh sorry about that real quick the only thing i take exception to Wait, here was look, it tennis or was it golf well the u.s open is tennis or now, now I'm doubting myself. Oh, it is golf. What the hell am I thinking, dude? All right, back to football. The only thing I, I focused the single-minded sports eye. Um, real quick, real quick. 
on the subject of Drew Luck, hey, anytime someone wants to stand up for themselves, a pro athlete, by all means, you, you get kind of someone socks you out of the blue. I never begrudge anybody the uh, prerogative of standing up for themselves. But the thing, and this is something that I teach when we bring someone new onto Mile High Huddle that, you know, even if they start as an intern or if I bring on a rider, it doesn't matter. If you are in any way, shape, or form in the public eye, this is something I train people on because a mentor taught me this, which is anything you respond to, and it doesn't have to be on social media. It could be interpersonal, whatever. Anything you actually take the time and energy to respond to on some level, you're actually validating that. And so that would be the only thing is you're just, Drew, you're just keeping it going by you coming back and saying something. Hey, dude, just just enjoy your freaking 4th of July. You're a pro athlete. You're making millions of dollars to play football in Seattle right now. Like, let it go would have been my advice to him, but I'm not Drew Locke, and I'm not the one that's been the, you know, subject of ridiculous pillory now for, you know, it wasn't always this way. There, He had some hate coming into to the league. Like, there were some doubters and whatnot, but the actual antipathy, that didn't really start till after he suffered that shoulder injury week two of his second year when there was so much hype going into that season, and then he came back and the Broncos were just so bad that year, it's just never been the same. Yeah, I think uh, you've heard me say before that the 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 person or team that gets the most hate is the one that was built up, and sports writers and media yeah. people, personalities, they get pissed. They're mad. You made me look bad, and now I'm going to hold it against you for the rest of your career. Um, True. You know, I've thought of that where – you know, I've done that before. You know, I pick a team high in the top 10 and then they flop. I give them hell at least for the next year. <laughs> and it's yes. because I was the one that, that jumped on the bandwagon. But in this case, I mean, it's not like he was just responding to some random troll. I mean, this was, whether it was tennis, whether it was golf, uh, it was a big tournament event who took a shot at him and he had fun with it. And he came off looking like a king. So, um, you know, a little self-deprecation never hurt anybody. Um, and I, I think he did really well. So even if he got dunked on, he, he ran back and 360 windmilled that stuff. And that's all anybody's going to remember. So what I remember is Phil McLaughlin coming in, uh, coming in with the stars, as always appreciate the support, uh, Chad beach coming in as well. Evening priests and Broncos country, happy fourth MHH Denver Broncos for life. Um, thank you, sir. And happy fourth of appreciate July you. to you as well. Michael Rangio coming in. Good evening, Chad and Scott, on the Mile High Huddle podcast. Happy What's 4th up? of July. Hard part for me, Chad, hasn't been saying Mile High Huddle. Yeah. Well, getting the words right. It's that right. I say Mile High Puddle half the time on accident. <laughs> yeah, the, t- the tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know it's uh, it's weird when you start having to battle the subconscious. Real quick, real quick. So as those of you who are on last night's stream know, I am in an entirely new location. I have recently moved uh, MHH. Central, and so I'm tr- trying to get everything reset up to the way it was. It seems to me I'm lagging. Does it look like I'm lagging? You are. So the sound is not matching the the movement, right? A little bit. Yep. I'm gonna have to figure that out. I'm gonna have to f- figure that why it's doing that. But um, yeah, dude. So real quick, PFF is this a big deal? Because while Drew Locke was the quarterback of the Denver Broncos, and others, Joe Flacco, Teddy, you can go back to Case, you can go all the way back to Simeon. Everyone was like, look. This is one bona fide franchise quarterback team away from like really being a juggernaut caliber. I mean, the talent is there. Well, the Broncos go out and they oblige and they get that franchise bona fide guy in Russell Wilson. Does that 
it doesn't make the a difference really on the roster because the national guys, for what it's worth, PFF slash ESPN, Ben Lindsay, who writes for both publications, ranked the Denver Broncos roster as the 14th most talented, Scott. And we can go through what Ben Lindsay rated as the biggest strengths, the biggest weaknesses, and then also the X factor here. But what's your overall – I mean, we are in the middle of the deadest period on the NFL calendar. Tis the season for arbitrary national lists. So let's get that out of the way. But we're here to talk about anything and everything that's happening right now and being talked about Broncos. So what say you? Is that a pretty fair assessment, you think? Because I don't think it's that far off the mark, to be honest with you. If we're just trying to be as objective as possible. All right. Well, one, it's nearly impossible to be well-versed enough in the rest of the NFL for us to truly say, okay, this is ridiculous. However... When we're talking about, like you've said, most of the national media has consistently said that this is a team that's a quarterback away. Well, they got their quarterback. Okay, so now you're at 14th. So my big question on this, Chad, was what were they last year? Right. What did they have, PFF, have the team last year? Do I'm going to look it do up. Do you remember? I no. know, so I what? can tell you. What was it? It was 10. 10. No kidding. So no you're telling way, me. Dude. No you're way. You're telling me that this roster got worse. No, it didn't. No, it Whoa. didn't. Whoa. Okay. If you if you talk about this, I like the way Nick does this. Nick likes to say, I like to break up the positions basically, you know, in, in weighted, in weighted scales. You know, if the quarterback, the quarterback's your final exam, it costs 30%. The inside linebacker was a pop quiz. You know, it costs there's 10 quizzes that make up five percent of your grade. Well, you just had you went from a 65 to an 85 at worst. You went from a, a C to an A minus at worst at the most important position and your roster went down. No, mm -hmm. no. That's where I have the problem, Chad. This team didn't go. I know it might be different people doing the rankings, but it was still based on PFF, on PFF, using PFF grades. And the one player who came off was Von Miller, who did have a high grade. He was a 90. So that, that's, that's, true. that's fairly significant. But... When you're talking about bringing in a multi-time pro bowler who's in the prime of his career at quarterback, if you were a quarterback away, you just fix that problem. You don't go from 10 to 14. That's ridiculous. And we can get into more of this. But my initial thought is this roster didn't get worse and you just told me it did. Baloney. Yeah. See, that's where that's where a, an editor comes into play here and goes, okay, cool. Uh, let's let let's like keep this within the bounds of the plausible and make sure we're kind of dotting our I's and crossing our T's. All right, where did you have this team last year? Did they make that big of a leap or did they take that big of a step back? When you say that they were 10, is Vaughn Miller, because here's the thing, you lost Vaughn, true, and that counts for something, but you gained Russ at arguably a significantly, the most important position on your roster you upgrade as highly as you possibly could upgrade. There's no more upgrade above Russell Wilson, who is a top five quarterback. Go read the article Thomas Hall published yesterday, basically breaking it down. There's no question about that. Russell Wilson, top five. So you lost Vaughn, but you get Russ back, or you get Russ, and you still go backwards for rankings. And this is why you hear Scott, and I'm talking to everybody here. Zach and I often lament PFF. It's great for content. The stuff they put out, we have a lot of fun talking about some of the topics that they, you know, kind of gin up. And some of their metrics, I believe, are excellent, add additional depth to how we analyze football. The grades can 
go take a hike as far as I'm concerned, but some of their stats, their advanced metrics are and can be very valuable. But this is a case in point as to why PFF as a be all end all, we're the final say on topic a related to the NFL. That is a misguided, misguided trope. No, it's a, it's a guide. You know, the way I used to say when I was ranking college football recruiting classes, I'm like, dismiss any one ranking, any one player, because that one player could end up being, and I'm, this is how old I am, I say that one player could be Brian Urlacher. You know, he could be the, the, the no-star guy who comes out and becomes a stud. But if you sign 25 guys with the resume of Brian Urlacher, you're going to be a bad football team because I'm not going to miss on 25 guys and neither are these guys recruiting. So it's a guide. It's not the law. However, you know, like you said, you lose Von Miller. Okay, well, you could afford to lose Von Miller. You ha- you were better, had better depth at edge than you did at quarterback. You know, mm-hmm. if, if it's vice versa and we go into next year and you bring in Von Miller, but you lose you lose Russell Wilson, well, let's look at the Seahawks. Yeah. Let's look at the Seahawks, where they are. They lose Russell Wilson. Do you think they're better or worse now? You know, that, that's right. that's silly. And and it's not just Russell Wilson. You know, you've got you've got uh, an upgrade at corner, at slot corner. You've got an upgrade on the defensive line in DJ Jones. Your draft has some guys that are going to help you. I mean, everybody says that, so that's not really a big deal to me. Um, everybody says, well, yeah, we all got we all got the guy we wanted that's going to help us get better. Everybody did. Um, but there's no way this roster got worse. So just admit then, okay, we had the Broncos roster overrated. That's what you're telling me. You're telling me we had the, the Broncos should have been in the twenties last year, not in the, not at 10. Okay. Right. Admit that, say that, okay, we, we really overrated where this roster is. And we think Russell makes them better. They should have been around 18 or 19. I'm listening. I'm listening. And honestly, if they were a top, truly a top 10 roster, all the Kings horses and all the Kings men, even with Teddy under center should have, you should have been a factor in the NFL real quick. I want to congratulate Albert Knoppers here. 18th anniversary in the U S of a Holland, right? Isn't that where I know it's one of the Dutch speaking sectors there of Europe, but wasn't it Holland? I want to say Albert, but anyway, that's really cool, dude. 18th anniversary in the U S of a very, very cool. Uh, and you're getting a hand. Yes, indeed. From Gary Leeds Palmer with the stars. Thank you, Gary Leeds Palmer. And we would be remiss not to say hello to our good friend, Mark Schrader. Mark, hope you are doing well. And Mark, you finished number one in the month of June. So that puts your name in the hat on Facebook. That puts your name in the hat for the MHH meet and greet red carpet. We'll see how it shakes out July. We'll see how it shakes out August. But you are in that conversation. So thank you very much, my friend, for all that you do supporting MHH here. All right, Scott, let's take a look at some of the analyses here of Lindsay. Uh, Before I get to this, what would you say is this team's biggest strength? If you go unit by unit or position group by position group, what would you say off the cuff is their biggest strength, the Broncos? I don't know that you can say offensive backfield is one unit. Um, you know, but if you were to say quarterback running backs, you know, I know you did, I read your article. Mm-hmm. Um, I think well, I said skill positions basically. Yeah. But let's, let's, let's break those up. Um, I, I think I would probably say wide receiver, you know, when, if you can go Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, uh, Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler gets healthy. Uh, I think wide receiver is probably the strength, but honestly, I don't have a problem 
with cornerback. Now, however, they wrap the whole thing in with safety. And I think you got a question mark at one of your safety positions this year. Yeah. I think that's not a big question mark. It's a little question mark. Yeah. Kareem um, Jackson definitely getting long in the tooth. I mean, the cliffs are coming. We've seen hints of him pr approaching it, and then he kind of steps back from it. We'll see. But, yeah, if for those of you who are listening after the fact, PFF put their finger on the secondary as this mm -hmm. team's overall strength. And I can I'm, understand I'm okay that, honestly. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not okay going to pick that. too many nits. I'm, I'm okay with that, saying this strength. I mean, if you say, who's the best player on this team? If you were to say Pat Sertan, I wouldn't argue with you. If you were to say Justin Simmons, I wouldn't argue with you. Ronald Darby is really good. Um, you know, that's a, you know, most guys don't, he's better than a lot of star of number ones. So you got two guys better than a lot of anybody that, that some teams have. Um, and then you got Justin. So I'm okay with that saying the strength of the team is, is the defensive secondary. I, I don't have a problem with that. I have a problem with the next one, which we mm -hmm. can get to Chad. Tom, thank you for that super chat, big dog. We do appreciate it, especially during these, uh, weird times we live in here in the U S of a, with the hyperinflation and gas prices being off the chain, supporting what we do here, keeping the content coming. People like you, Tom, people like GLP, our great Super Chat superstars and supporters over on Facebook. You all keep this content coming day in and day out. Don't worry about it, dude. We, we know that you get to uh, you get to MHH when you can. And hey, congrats on your on your new job. So Scott, let's talk about the next thing. What's the biggest weakness? According to Ben Lindsay of PFF slash ESPN, it's off ball linebacker. And this is definitely one, Scott, that I can't, I can't really nitpick. This this is the one I have the biggest misgivings about. And if Jonas Griffith turns out to be the player he kind of hinted he was in the last four games that he started, averaging over 10 tackles per game and just like sideline to sideline, heat seeking missile, then this could become a non issue. But the other caveat there is, the Broncos are really betting on Josie Jewell returning to the form he was in right before he injured his pec, where it looked like he had finally turned a corner. What say you as off-ball linebacker, biggest weakness? I will you you won't you can't get me to say it unless I'm reading it in jest. Just on ball outside linebacker role for God's <laughs> sakes. Word salad mess off ball, you know, but getting back to the question at hand here, one, you've got plenty of options at inside linebacker. Two, you're probably only going to play one most of the time. Right. So it doesn't, you know, going back to, to Nick's discussing how much, it, you know, you're weighted of the positions, the inside linebacker for this defense is it, linebackers don't matter. You know, it's it's fairly minimal. So my, my answer to this is, so what? You know, okay, my inside linebacker is not a strength of this team. Uh, and so you know, so if, if I'm moving down and I'm saying this is a middle of the pack roster, 14, 15, middle of the pack, and your biggest complaint is the inside linebacker in a scheme that isn't going to use an inside linebacker, you're killing me, man. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. You know, you know, tell me what is actually concerning to me. The concerning to me is your big boys on the defensive line. That's a concern for me. I've got questions across the offensive line. Several spots, not mm -hmm. just one. Not just two, maybe three. But you're going to tell me, you're going to talk to me about inside linebacker when you've got a leading tackler coming in from the Philadelphia Eagles. I got a super athletic freak in Jonas Griffith. I got this steady Eddie coming back for me in Josie Jewell. And I'm only going to play one anyway. And I feel good enough about it that I can move my budding superstar and Baron Browning to edge. 
It's lazy. Dude, it's lazy. You're killing me. The Duchess jumping in with some thoughts on PFF's list here. And thank you, Michaela. You know we love you. A Mount Rushmore super chat superstar here at MHH. She says, ultimately, who cares where PFF ranked us? Actions, uh, I think, tell all. Actions, tell all is probably, I, I don't have, we don't, Scott, have our syntax, um, you know, C-3PO, Zach Kelberman here to perfectly interpret small typos. Actions, talk. Talk. Thank you. And that's, hey, you know what? Agreed. Go in, she says, and make them look like fools. So, you know, I was actually kind of tepid about the whole thing. Like it was just like, oh, here's the thing. I'm going to go ahead and report this. Make sure our Broncos fans know PFF ranked the Broncos at 14. Then when you said you reminded me, actually, because we did cover this a year ago, they were ranked 10th. All the credibility, the, the, the bottom just fell out of this thing in a big, big, bad way. Yeah, and if I'm going to do that, I would, I would, if I was going to do this, and it might be somebody different doing it year to year, it's probably somebody different year to year. I would put in there the Broncos fall to 14 after being 10 last year, and honestly, we probably overranked their roster last season because they have <laughs> right. improved in several key areas. That didn't take long. Turns out <laughs> we're not omnipotent. We are, in fact, fallible humans who can That's, be wrong. That, that didn't take long for me to do that, and then I'd be like, okay, okay, and that makes sense, and. Uh, I, I forgot. I saw it on, on YouTube in here. I wanted to bring up this comment that I, I really liked mm -hmm. um, from Jetty Splash. He says the Broncos were better than their record last year. Um, and, and that's that's kind of the point. That's what this is. This is basically a coaching metric. You know, True. how good, you know, or where is the, you know, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So, you know, I had this discussion online earlier. Comment says, you know, I think it was with it may have been with Mark Schrader. You know, Mark said something along the lines of, you know, I agree, you know, because I think I mentioned the Colts. The Colts are at 14 also. I mean, the Colts are better than that uh, as far as a roster goes. I'm like, well, okay. Well, then when they go to the playoffs and finish 11 and 6, I'm asking for a big-ass raise as, uh, as, as, my, as my head coach because you're saying that I'm, I'm coaching above these guys. Mm -hmm. So if I go from 7 and 10 to 11 and 6 with a worse ro roster, by God, I'm the man. I am the man. Now, does anybody believe that? Does anybody believe that this roster is going to get better solely because of the coaching? Or is it because the roster's better? We all know the answer to that one. It's rhetorical. So, Scott, if what you're telling me is that this is ultimately a coaching metric here, are we to believe then that PFF views the Nathaniel Hackett coaching staff four rungs lower than the Vic Fangio coaching staff? Because then, again, I would have to be Scratching this bald uh, noggin of mine. Opposite. Flip it. They 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 switch that. They view Vic Fangio as being a bozo with a top ten roster. Mm. They think Nathaniel Hackett can make a playoff run with a middle of the pack roster. Hmm. That's what they think. So when they come out with their power rankings, and I think we've had them seen them in the past, and we've seen the Broncos in the top ten in several places. They're. Hip, they're contradicting themselves, frankly, which is, you know, which is going to happen when you've it got happens. different voices and different yes. opinions. Yep. But again, you know, it, it, and we don't all have to agree. You know, I've, I've done that. I'm, I'm in the business of giving an opinion. We don't have to agree. Um, but you can't convince me this roster got worse. That's the big one for me. Even Scott on an individual Man, the level problems inside linebacker, you've got no problems. Even if on an individual level, it's true when you're in this business long enough, 
there are going to be times where you find yourself in a hypocritical situation where three months ago you were espousing take A or position A, and then maybe something changed in your head. Maybe something changed that is kind of indiscernible that maybe your readers or your listeners, they don't quite see. And so now you're, and you're saying something else. You're saying take B and it kind of, they, they kind of clash a little bit. And then you have to go, wait a minute. I need to be better in terms of articulating why my thoughts changed and, or am I just straight up a hypocrite? And then when you deal with here, let me, let me cure, let me cure this one for you, Chad. I can fix this for you with three easy words. I was wrong. Exactly. Yes. People do in sports media, spit it out, spit it out. If you're in the business of giving predictions and projecting the future, I promise you, you're going to be wrong. You're going to be wrong. The only way to never be wrong is to never make a prediction. It's the only way. Yeah. Or, so in, say, or to... again, that's how I would have prefaced that article. I would have written it up like, you know, we the, the pro football focus had the Denver Broncos with number 10. They have upgraded and, and how can they move down? You asked then because we were <laughs> wrong. We, we overrated their roster last year. And too many to the late teens and they have improved. There. Too many sports media people can't wrap their brains around that. And sometimes it's just the best because it's kind of like, and by the way, Chase, we're, we're going to get to this. Scott did basically say he he's agreeing with you on this, this factor, my friend that um, PFF not doing the, their best homework. And real quick, before I get to my point, before I forget it though, I just want to shout out Marcus Lewis henna across the pond. What's up, bro. Appreciate you as always, my friend, he says, hi guys and all Broncos fans over there in the USA, love and respect from the UK. And then one more here, Scott. And then I want to get to this point. Tom, again, super chat number three tonight. You are a stud. Tom, shoot us an email, dude. Give us your deets. Let me send you a t-shirt as a small thank you for throwing down tonight. Kind of a quiet night. Everybody's out doing their thing, and you're you're not only here with us, but you're throwing down supers. Shoot us an email, milehighhuddle at gmail.com with your t-shirt size and physical address, and we will get a little thank you sent out to you. Okay. He says, I think the team is strong across the board. Corner, linebacker, running back, D-line, O-line, wide receiver, and finally, quarterback. My only fear is young and inexperienced coaches. Okay, let's put a pin in that just for a second, Tom, just for a second. Hold hold, hold your thought for just a moment. We're going to get to it. Before I forget this point, Scott, we're talking about I was wrong, right? Mm-hmm. One thing when I, when I train people, and I even like teaching my children, is when you are so reticent, you're so uber-sensitive, to just admitting, oh yeah, my bad, right? My bad, my bad. That's as simple as it is. And people think that they're actually saving face by really sticking to their guns when it's pretty obvious they've been wrong. They think that they're they're just bolstering their position when in reality, what the more you try to emphasize and stand up for uh, whatever it is, an incorrect take, maybe you did something that was wrong, whatever, the more subconsciously you lose respect in the eyes of the person who's questioning this. And where you actually gain respect more than trying to stick to something that was not true is by just coming out right off and saying, my bad. When you do that, a person goes subconsciously, and this goes for readers of publications, listeners of podcasts, subconsciously they go, whoa, did this dude just, did this person just admit they were wrong? Like that takes some character. That takes some integrity. (laughs) I now have more respect. I now feel like I can trust this person more as opposed to the other way around. It kind of seems counterintuitive, but I'm telling you the psychology, it's 100% on point. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. And again, we, we've gone through this enough and, and we try and remember the things we've said. I, I, I repeat myself a lot, you know, the old phrase, um, yep. you know, tell the truth. You never have to remember what you said. So I repeat yep. myself constantly because I don't remember who I said what to what, but I'll tell you, I'm going to say it over and over again because uh, I haven't changed. And if, if you do, one of the things that used to drive me crazy was on the recruiting rankings and stuff. Scott won't admit when he's wrong. I'm like, would you at mm -hmm. least let me be wrong? He's a 17-year-old kid. Just because these other three people have him rated high doesn't mean it's fact. Let me be wrong first. And I'll tell you, hey, I'm wrong. I'm not rooting against 18-year-old kids to fall flat on their faces. Come on, <laughs> man. So, and here's the, the one question I have on this, Tom. Strong across the board. I don't consider offensive line a strength of this team. I don't consider it a strength. I consider it a question mark. Where could it go bad? If Russ is running for his life, if you're getting bullied in the trenches like you were last year, that is a question mark. Now, I expect the scheme change should help things a lot. Getting guys on the attack, getting them in motion, uh, getting the momentum going, mass times velocity or whatever the momentum equals. Mm -hmm. Get that going. Um, I expect that to help, but we don't know. We don't know. Last year, offensive line play wasn't very good. Um, that's got to get better. There's been some improvements in personnel. There's been in some, uh, and we are hoping improvements in scheme. And then the quarterback play will change how defenses are able to play you. What doesn't change though, is Phil McLaughlin coming in again with huge stars. Bang, bang. That's what I do in the background. Pretty freaking funny is what PFF stands for. And, and <laughs> that's Dale a good one, dude. Answering that question, uh, I never heard that one. Well, focus for PFF. I like PFF. I do. I like the, even if it's just snap counts, where do mm -hmm. these guys play uh, and stats with the snap counts? It's, it's very good. I would advocate for them a lot. Um, but just like I would tell you, Hey, look at my rankings and take them with a grain of salt because half first round draft picks go bust and they're working with a lot more money, information, resources, and experience than I am. It's, it's a guide. They're, they're a guide. They're yeah. not the Bible, but Phil, Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate you. You demand. So for those of you maybe scratching your heads a little bit, what Scott's talking about when is he is a one of the OG. He, he, he doesn't like it when I say this, but he's like one of the OG. Uh, maybe not. Maybe founding fathers is too much, but you're one of the OGs that turned recruiting into a thing in digital sports media, dating all the way back to the nineties. All right. We're talking to the nineties on the internet, right? Dial up. Boop, 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 we put the, uh, it was, it was me and a handful of other guys that basically were on the internet first and put the, the 900 numbers for recruiting out of business. Yep. They were making bank on those $900, a $2 a minute to call in and find out where your favorite players are mm -hmm. going. But, but it's, it's been a while, you know, I, uh, I haven't, I haven't really done it, been in the recruiting world in five or six years. But I was I was neck deep in it for a dozen of them, that's for sure, and had a lot of fun doing it. And a lot of fun coming in is Charlie Jr. Charlie, appreciate you coming up with the stars. Thank you so much. You know uh, what? Real quick, real quick. Hold on, hold on, on hold on, hold on, hold on. YouTube making us feel loved on this holiday weekend. You got to hear this real quick. Okay, Charlie, you're the man. But we've talked about this privately, but you just brought up the 900 number thing. Back in the day, so even for fantasy and betting and all that, 900 numbers, you would call your expert get their advice, you pay per minute, whatever it was, and then you move on. And then as, as Scott was saying, the internet sites kind of turned that into dinosaur land. A movie that kind of showcases that whole thing, it was more centered around betting than it was, say, like recruiting tips or things like that, or rankings, whatever, 
was the Matthew McConaughey um, Al Pacino movie, Two for the Money. Scott, if I remember right, you haven't seen Two for the Money, right? Meet myself. I have not seen it. I have not seen it. Dude, you got to see it. You'll like it and you'll remember those days because because it shows how that used to be king king of the hill and we internet guys obliterated them. I called one in my life and you will never guess what it was for, but I think it was sixth grade. Um, I think that was WrestleMania three. I had to know <laughs> what happened in the Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. Uh, Detroit, largest indoor event in the history of sports and sports entertainment i had to know if hulk won that match you don't uh, want to know scott what 900 numbers i was calling it yeah i know this could okay. go this could go bad in a big way with you know my 14 year old brain stuck in a <laughs> old man's body but it was uh that was the, the only time i called one of those numbers was uh, was wrestlemania 3 way back in the day okay so one last thing before i forget from tom's last super chat he brings up a concern being the coaches etc. You guys know, I've been gone for two weeks, so perhaps some of you may have forgotten this, but my biggest misgiving of the 2022 Broncos, and it's not me saying I don't believe in Nathaniel Hackett. I don't, I think it was a good hire. I was stoked on it. I think it was the right direction. All right. Offensive minded, high energy guy, different kind of thinker, innovative mind. I That was the direction you needed to go. But the flip side of that coin is 100% unproven. And all the guys that he hired around him are also in their positions for the first time ever, as far as the coordinators. And then you bring in Dom Capers to kind of a, a modicum of propriety and, and, and veteran wherewithal or whatever. So this team is going to go, you could say, Scott, as far as Russell Wilson will take them. And I think there's some truth to that. But at the same time, Russell Wilson will take the Broncos as far as Nathaniel Hackett and the coaches We'll let him take them because that's the biggest thing. Now, I, I'm, I'm not saying this to create doubt. I'm not saying this to throw any kind of shade on Nathaniel Hackett. It's just simply the quantity of the unknown. I think it's going to end up being a great thing, and it's going to be a good fit for the Broncos, and Russell Wilson's going to have a career resurgence, which is weird saying that as a nine-time Pro Bowler in 10 seasons in the league, but in the same way that Manning came to Denver and Peyton went on to kind of microwave a four-year stint in Denver – at even a higher level, inexplicably than what he did in Indy. I think you, you're poised to see Russell Wilson do that. I'm just not going to stand up here on the mic and, and Scott and say, I'm sure of it. I'm not. I have my doubts. No, and, and this is one of the things y'all hit on it last night, talking about a Russell Wilson extension. I, I think there's, you know, I, I think you're more sure about Russell Wilson than you are about Nathaniel Hackett. You know, mm-hmm. that's, 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 not, that's not a crazy statement to make. So if you're Russell Wilson... I've got two years on my deal. I'm not in any hurry to sign my deal. I want to make sure that this, I think it's the right fit. I I feel like it is. That's why I wanted to come to Denver, but I'm not in any huge hurry to go sign a six-year extension, a seven-year extension with the Denver Broncos. I'd like to have a honeymoon period. Uh, uh, You know, let's live together for a little while. Let's figure this thing out where you can spend the next year making sure that it's the right fit for both parties. And then if it is, then we're going to, then we're going to spend some money. But again, you don't know that for sure, because this is Nathaniel Hackett's first year. If he falls flat on his face, Russell Wilson will be saying, Hey, I want to get out of here. You know, I don't, I don't want to be, I'm not going to be part of this. I can see the rebuild coming again. So as part of the, when will this extension happen? 
It could happen tomorrow for all I know, but it makes sense that it doesn't have to, yeah. you know, let's, let's get, you know, let's go through the season, even after next off season with one year left on his deal. That makes a lot of sense to sit and wait. What's the hurry? You know, you're, Who's going to give him more? If he's successful, who's going to give him more money than the Denver Broncos? Where would he want to be more than Denver? You know, nowhere. He'd want to be here. They'd want to keep him. They got money. Oh, He'll yeah. make it happen. So um, yep. that's that's kind of my thought on a Russell Wilson extension is what's, there's there's no rush. There, there isn't. It's, he's going to be expensive or more expensive. So what? Shout out to a MHH YouTube OG, BNS. Good to see you, my friend. He says, been a while since I caught... One live Aloha Gents hashtag All Pro Bowls. That's a that goes all the way back, dude, to when we first started doing the podcast as live streams. You know, we've been doing the podcast at MHH since 2015, but it wasn't until I want to say, yeah, it was right after the Sports Illustrated. So it was like summer or it was September of 2019 that we decided, hey, let's start doing this on YouTube every day as well as our audio. You know, we'll just use that as the as the content and then upload it to iTunes for people who are listening or Apple podcasts, whatever. And BNS was one of the OGs from, from when we first started doing this and mile high huddle only had like, I don't know, a thousand subs or 2000 subs. And we were just, cause we didn't really give it our attention. YouTube. We were just basically using it to upload an occasional voiceover video and auto sharing the speaker uploads of our on demand podcast. And then when we started in the live streams, it's guys like BNS uh, and even guys like Richie, Richie, what's up, Rich. Good to see you, buddy that uh, helped turn this into a thing by showing up every single day. And we're going, okay, yeah, this is where we should be. This is where they're hanging out. They want to hear this conversation. Let's do it. So it's good to see you guys. Welcome back. Yeah. So uh, I'm getting close to, I want to try and get out of here at the, uh, the top of the hour, Chad. Yep. Yep. Um, So about five more minutes and I need to wrap it up and I hear thunder and fireworks could be an interesting night. (laughs) Hmm. Well, let's grab this from, from Kenny. And yep. we'll start. We'll we'll start winding her down. Kenneth Booker in the house. What's going on? MHH alum slash OG superstar wants to know what is KJ Hamler's floor and ceiling. What's it going to be next year, Scott? What's your answer for for Kenny? Oh, his floor is he's not playing. You know that that's the floor is he doesn't see the field. He's not healthy enough. He has a setback. He doesn't play at all. That's the floor. Uh, the ceiling. 40 catches, 700 yards, half a dozen touchdowns, I think would be our wildest dreams coming true for him. Yeah, I think I think he's you're not going to really see much impact from KJ. My expectation will be till about mid-season is when they're going to f- really start trying to take all of the you know, safety precautions off the training wheels are going to go off and it's all right. We, we got to find out eventually let's go find out. And once you see that, my only concern Scott is by that point, the offense has kind of maybe forged its identity. It kind of Russ has his go-to guys, you know, and not to say KJ won't have been a factor leading up to that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This one's really hard to put, to really put a finger on. I would say floor, it's going to be something like 30, I mean, worst case, as Scott said, he doesn't he doesn't get to play because he just doesn't quite recover. But I'm going to say his floor is going to be something like 25, 30, 30 balls. And his ceiling, probably no more. I mean, a lot of mouths to feed uh, in those skill positions. So maybe uh, ceiling is like 50 receptions. And he's a big and play I'm, guy. And, and I'm thinking 15 to 18 yards per reception. 
you know, that yeah. would be a ceiling where he's making the big plays. Yeah. And he's not where, where, where he, where he is getting those. Um, it's kind of a cliche, you know, but in this case it could be true. And thanks for the stars. How he fricking day he says, what's up fellas popping in, uh, at the end again, we're glad you're here. We're glad you made it. Uh, but it's a kind of a cliche when you don't make a big move. Well, remember KJ Hamler is going to be coming back and that's like a new signing. In this case, it could be true, you know, by come Christmas time, it could be a very dangerous KJ Hamler. So for me, it's not necessarily the floor and the ceiling, but the trajectory. When does he start having those 40 catches and getting 18 yards per carry? If he's popping in with three catches for, you know, 70 yards every, you know, two out of every three games down the stretch, that's going to be a very viable weapon. So hoping he's hoping he's going to be healthy. You know, the worst case, we know what the worst case is. The worst case, he's watching him from the sidelines again. That's the yeah. floor. Well, guys, we're going to say goodbye and let you go enjoy your Fourth of July. Albert's bringing up some uh, some bad memories for both Scott and I. We that that, that name twenty four seven sports. We don't really associate with good things that either one of us all that much. Well, they're all gone now. You give Shannon Terry some money, he's going to start up a new business and become your competitor. That's mm-hmm. been the way for twenty five years. Yeah, but you know, if there was one good thing that came out of the time we spent on 24-7, it was that uh, it allowed me to cross paths with Kelberman and us to kind of team up. So that that was the silver lining. But guys, that is the Mile High Huddle podcast for tonight. Thanks for giving us some of your time here on a holiday evening. Much love and respect. Make sure, all right, that you are connected with us on Twitter. The account is still at Huddle Up Pod. Also, the main account at Mile High Huddle. You can Follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy, myself at Chad and Jensen. Check out the merch store and get yo swag on. Yes, I said swag, Scott. I'm talking hats. I'm talking swag. t-shirts. Swag. I'm ta- we don't we, we don't want to go, we don't want to bog it down this late in the game, but that's a conversation for another time. Uh hats, t-shirts, mugs. We got we totally revamped the whole store, and it's another way that people can support what we do here at MHH and also get a little something in exchange huddleuppod.com plus if you're on YouTube right below the video screen you can see a little scroller you can you can choose from scroll shop merch right here on YouTube and then guys don't forget humbly we ask make sure you go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five star review if you think what we're doing is worth anything to you even if you disagree with us at times but at the very least respect the effort five star reviews is another small thing that helps us out and then at the end of each month and I, as I'm saying this, Scott, I'm realizing we didn't do the drawing for June. So we'll do we'll do that on Thursday night. But we will take those who rendered a five-star review in the month in question. Names go in a hat. Pull one out. They get a little thank you, a little, a little merch uh, shipment sent to them. So take care of that. And then, Scott, dude, enjoy the rest of your Fourth uh, of July, bro. And we'll talk again uh, Thursday night. Ooh, 11th hour Tom coming Super. In, coming in just under the gun. Is Tom again? I think this is the golden sombrero, the the fourth or fifth one here. Yep. Uh, but KJ is important. Yes, he is. He's the only one that can take the top off the defense. Even if he doesn't have great statistics, they still have to cover it. Um, we can get into that, you know, more and more. His lateral, his lateral mobility is going to be important. You know, I can cover speed guys by just standing back here and waiting for you. The world is full of super fast guys, but can they get open? And KJ's lateral mobility is going to be very important. And there's going to be a lot of weapons out there. And having having guys that can rotate in and give you a different look and do all that, it just, it just makes you that much more dangerous. 
and he's super important. And I, I, I'm really rooting for him a lot based on yes. his personality, based on everything he's gone through, how hard he's worked, uh, that I, I'm, a, I'm a KJ Hamler fan. And for, for his sake, for your sake, I hope he's back out there uh, doing his thing this year. And there is, no, there is no ceiling. We're just talking about the heights he can reach. Plus, he's just such a good kid. I mean, his mm-hmm. personality is just so – it sounds weird saying this about another grown man, but he's just a sweet guy. You know, you root <laughs> for those guys. Let's go, KJ. But, all right, guys, we're out of here. He's Scott. I'm Chad. This was the My High Huddle Podcast. We'll be back together Thursday night, but don't forget tomorrow morning, Broncos for breakfast with Nick and, and Scott. And then tomorrow night, I'm sure, Nick and Carl building the Broncos. So we're keeping the Broncos content coming daily wall-to-wall. So have a good night. For Scott, I'm Chad. We will talk to you Thursday. You've been listening to the Huddle Up Podcast. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Not long ago, everyone knew that you're either born a boy or a girl. Not anymore. The Biden administration is pushing radical gender experiments on children, changing their names, clothes, identities, and bodies. Joe Biden and his left-wing allies pushed boys to take estrogen to appear more feminine. They pushed girls to take testosterone so they grow facial hair. Biden and progressive leaders promote puberty blockers to keep kids from developing to normal men and women. These drugs can leave you sterile, infertile, impotent. Joe Biden and the new left even promote surgery on teens and young adults, removing breasts and genitals. They want boys in our daughters' bathrooms and sports teams. And now, the Biden administration is planning to issue new rules that would force doctors to prescribe dangerous drugs and worse. Tell Joe Biden and left-wing leaders across America, hands off our kids. Paid for by America First Legal. Welcome to America. The land of junk sleep, where it's bedtime, but you're double booked. Here, there's always one more deadline to meet, episode to watch, or meme to share. The world may not want you to sleep, but we do. Only the sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help you find the right bed at the right price. Unjunk your sleep, in-store or online at mattressfirm.com today.